everyone, and welcome to That's a Dumb Rule Podcast. I'm Ben. And I'm Greg. Greg, today you've put together a list of the football, NFL, kind of interchangeable there, the 25 most unbreakable records. Mm -hmm. And basically, we're just going to go through this kind of rapid fire, um, review what it is. I have no idea what's coming. I'm just going to tell that now. Sure. And we're going to discuss, is this a breakable record or is this simply unbreakable? So, and let me just kind of prefix this by saying... Some of these are are not breakable because maybe there's certain rules in place now that couldn't, you know, or some of them are just this player was so amazing that we can't see that. I can't wait to know see what you put together. <laughs> I'm so excited. Okay. Where do you want to start? Let's start with number 25 and we'll work our way up. That sounds so, great. Number 25, the Pittsburgh Steelers allowed six blocked punts in 1988. Whoa. So their punter was Harry Newsom. He was drafted in the in 1985 in the eighth round. He punted for nine seasons, but is remembered for two things: the 14 punts blocked in his career and an NFL record, and six punts blocked in 1988. Now, any punter is going to have a punt blocked here and there, right? Yeah. But he had six punts blocked in NFL record. I wow. personally think that will be broken. Really? I do. What is what's your thoughts on it then? Well, you figure okay, if a team they well now they play seventeen games, but let's say a team averages I'm just gonna say three punts a game, okay, mm-hmm. and you play sixteen games, that's forty eight games, so fifty games or fifty one games actually. You figure okay, if you have a punt blocked every four game, I, I don't know, it just seems yeah. to me like eight or six is not that many punts being blocked in a season. Yeah, I think six blocks. Yeah, now I'm really thinking that, yeah, it doesn't feel like that many. It doesn't. I'm kind of surprised it's not more, or at least I would say this rule, or this uh, unbreakable record, I think will be broken. I mean, and and the other thing I think about is when teams are bad in the NFL presently, they're bad. They tank now. Yeah. So maybe some special teams units just ravage some poor punter. Yep. Uh, you know what? I actually you changed my mind. I actually think you're right. I could see somebody getting more than that in a single season, but poor Harry. <laughs> poor Harry. Oh, <laughs> God bless you, man. Hope you're doing good. And uh, well, he played nine seasons. So he had he a great career. Wasn't all that bad. So, yeah, yeah, I take that back, Harry. You live with that. <laughs> and what's funny is he only had 14 punts blocked in his whole career. So six were that one year, and then he had another eight through the through the remaining eight years. So whatever. <laughs> okay, the next one, Derek Thomas. Oh, Derek Thomas. we love Derek Thomas. Derek Thomas, seven sacks in one oh, game. Oh, yeah. Now, we all know how hard it is to get a sack. Yeah. And I think with the the quarterbacks these days that it can basically, I mean, they're, most quarterbacks, at least the new ones coming into the league now, they have no problem taking off and running. So mm-hmm. for a quarterback to stick in the pocket there and take a sack is becoming rarer. So I think that this will never be broken. I agree. I don't think it's ever going to be broken because even some of our best pass rush pass rushers, excuse me. Mm-hmm. I mean, two sacks in a game is like a monstrous game. Right, right. You know, or 2.5, right? That half sack comes into account. Yep. But seven pure sacks, I mean... I would love to see where Lawrence Taylor ranks in this mm-hmm. all time. That's the only one I can think of that comes close. I think if we see four sack games, we're going to be talking about him for years. Right. And I just don't think a seven's going to come back yeah. around. That's 
That is ridiculous. And keep in mind, this happened in 1990, so that was 32 years ago, and it hasn't been touched since. So yeah, I, I nothing just close. Yeah, right. wow. No, I think that's a really strong record. I think Mr. Thomas has it All right, for quite a while. Let's move on. Number 23, Johnny Unitas. 47 consecutive games with a touchdown pass. Mm. Now, <clears throat> you're probably around the age when Peyton Manning was in his prime, and you yeah. were probably, yeah. I was, a, I was in, he won his Super Bowl when I was in elementary school. I'm, I'm just okay. going to date myself here. Sure. And then middle school, he was still doing pretty well. And then I think my first year of high school, he went to Denver. Okay. So I saw, I remember purely when he was sliding. But I remember seeing him on TV as a really young kid right. and just how dominant he was before the snap happened. Right. Like how smart he was. Right. So I think that this is a record that will be broken because yeah. if you think about 47 games, that's basically like, what, three seasons? Something like that, yeah. And to throw one with, touchdown With pass? playoffs maybe added yeah. to that. Right, right. So... I think that this, I'm, I'm actually surprised it hasn't been broken, but 47 consecutive games with at least one touchdown pass, I don't see that being um, a problem. Now, Brett Favre, just so you know, Brett Favre holds the second longest streak, streak at 36 games. Eh, I still think it can be broken. I think somebody like Mahomes or Josh yeah, Allen or somebody who, That was my next thought is it feels like we'd have like three or four people that could break this. Right. I mean, in my mind, Burrow maybe? Yeah. Yeah, I feel like Burrow's in there. Josh Allen, I'm kind of wishy-washy because he runs so much. Right. I, I think Mahomes is definitely one of the contenders. Yeah. And it, it feels like, given the right year, if there's a better coaching staff or something consistent, yeah. I, I really think Herbert could be in yes. that world. Because how, yeah. if you matched him with the right coach, how great he would be yeah. just in the end zone in general. And I think the key would be having three or four viable targets for that quarterback yeah. to throw to range the, yeah yeah because herbert pops into my head because eckler is such a huge part this catching running back mm -hmm. right that can give him that pass or you have a large tight end like everett or you have a large wide receiver like mike williams or you have a possession receiver that's really good after the catch um like keenan allen there's just a lot of diversity on that offense a lot going on that there. allows yeah. him to pass but pass in different manners right. like to different positions so yep. yeah i think that's very breakable um it's hard but breakable okay let's move on number 22 marvin harrison the stellar wide receiver from the uh colts 143 catches in mm. 2002 God, now that's that's, that's a <laughs> lot of catches that's but... a lot of catches um, just so you know, he shattered Herman Moore's previous single season record by 20 catches. Wow. So it's, yeah. So he was averaging 8.9 for almost nine catches a game. And he finished that season with 1,722 yards, fourth highest total in league history. So do you think that one will ever be broke? Now, here's the thing, though. This, there's always an asterisk by these because now they play 17 games. So... If you had to say, okay, eh, 143 catches over 17 games, probably more doable. But, again, you have to have a great quarterback, which he, yeah. of course, did. And you have to have kind of be the only guy they throw to. Because right now you see. <laughs> That's very true, yeah, you see, You see quarterbacks throwing to three, four guys consistently. Right? Yeah, they, they really try to mix up the passing attacks so much because corners are so good. Safeties right. are so good. Yeah. defensively there's so many good minds as well on the ball it, it does seem 
I'm just still trying. I'm sorry. I'm just still trying to wrap my mind around 143. 143 catches in, uh, in one season. That's a lot of catches. And I'm thinking about who's the player that if I could bet right now could beat it. It's Cooper Cup. think so. <laughs> because the one thing I'm going to say, now I do want to say this very clearly. I do not know if this includes the playoffs. I suspect so. His reference page has 145 okay. receptions in a year. I think that includes the playoffs Probably versus does. regular season right. um, because his usage rate went up in the playoffs. Um, but I do think if a Cooper Cup can stay healthy, offenses are geared towards some of these. Justin Jefferson's another, right? right? These possession receivers that are going to get 10 targets a game yeah. plus more games in the season. It does seem like something that can be broken hard but breakable. And I will say with the fantasy world, yes, right. there's this direction of not just fantasy football, but it, it, again, coaches want to throw the ball, and there's more aggressive coaches that want to throw the ball. And we have so much depth at receiver now, mm-hmm. it seems only natural that eventually we're going to get to a point where one guy's just chucking it every three mm-hmm. downs, and if yep. we can't get it there, we'll punt it. So I do think this is breakable. Um who knows? Maybe his son breaks it at Ohio State. Maybe. Have you seen some of the catches yes. he's doing? Yes. But, yeah, that's insane. Okay. That is a heck of a record. Yep. All right. Moving on. Number 21. Steve Young has six NFL passing titles. Wow. Six. Okay. <laughs> now, that's crazy. Um, I, I honestly, I think that will be broken. Um, but I don't know if you're going to see that with any quarterbacks playing today. Really? That's yeah. an interesting Just one. because there's so many good quarterbacks. There's not yeah, one guy that is just heads and tails about I mean, That is completely fair. Yeah, because when you talk about slingers, you, all, you immediately you think of Patrick Mahomes. Right. But six times with a Burrow in the league, with a Josh Allen in the league. Right. Even Lamar has racked up some really great passing yes. years. Yeah. Um, I mean, Tua had a great run this year, and he's not even a top-tier quarterback. Kirk Cousins had a great year in terms of passing yards. So, yeah, I actually think you're right. Yeah. That is really, really difficult. And shocking name to own that title, too. Yeah. Steve Young. Steve Young, yeah. of all players. Of all players, yeah. But commend him for it. Yeah, I think you're right. I think we need to hit, and it, it probably will happen. It seems like the NFL goes into these waves where we have really good years or really long-standing, solid quarterback talent, and then a big old dip. Dip style. And then yeah. it comes back later. So it probably have to happen in down year where we're seeing somebody that's just completely dominant. Right. Kind of how Aaron Rodgers was for a while yeah. there, where Aaron was head and shoulders, one of the best quarterbacks. As Peyton's kind of going, as the pass guard is going, yep. and the new guard is rising, Aaron was right in the middle. Maybe we see something like that. But for six, six, six years, seasons, that's yeah. something. That's crazy. All right, here's a good one. <laughs> Number 20, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, oh, 26 no. consecutive losses. Now, Oof. I will say that I was kind of surprised by this one because I know Detroit was really bad for yeah. a while, but they only lost 19 in a row. Yeah, the 0-16 season is the one I remember. Yep, Detroit had an 0-16 season, but Tampa Bay lost their inaugural season, 1976 into 1977, 26 consecutive games. Oh, that's tough. I that is, and that's I think bad. I and think, that's yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I I think this is never gonna be broken. I don't either, and I'll tell you why. Because yeah, I please. think 
I think the there's more teams in the league, which means that you have a better chance of facing a bad team. Maybe that's the best way to put it. Yeah. Also, that if you if a bad team a bad team schedule the next year, you're matched up more with bad teams from the previous year. So if you finish last in your division, you're playing other division losers. I guess is the best mm. way to put it. So I think the fact that just the way the scheduling is done and stuff, it's going to be really hard for a team to lose a season and a half of games. I think a team could lose maybe 20, 15 to 20. I could see that, but 26, I can't see that. Yeah, it's it's so hard to envision, especially because even the worst teams in the league right now right. have three wins they have or a two few. wins. Yeah, they sneak out or they... They have some crazy game where the other team just yeah. looks past them or whatever. And yeah. it was a monumental accomplishment in it with the Lions going 0-16. Yes. Like, that was huge. Mm-hmm. I remember that, and I was young when yeah. that happened. So, yeah, I just don't see this one being broken unless maybe, you know, maybe I say is if the NFL expands. Mm, particularly, like, and I know this is getting so nerdy, but this is where I think we excel. <laughs> If the NFL ever expanded to Europe to a market that doesn't like football or oh. doesn't take football in completely, right? Um, with attendance being down, not a lot of funds to make the team better, it's an emergency situation, maybe a team cons- loses consecutive seasons, but in a row? In a row. That seems too far-fetched, even for 76 to 77. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, NFL was still kicking and doing yeah. really good stuff then, but yeah. yeah, I don't think that one's touchable. Okay, moving on. Number 19, George Blanda <laughs> played for 26 NFL seasons. Now, Brady is approaching that. <laughs> but one thing about Blanda that a lot of people don't know is that he was a not only a quarterback, but a place kicker, and he was AFC Player of the Year at age 43. Oh he played for gosh. 26 seasons, retiring in 1975 at the age of 48. And kicker Morton Anderson, who played 25 seasons, he approached Blanda's mark, but even he was two seasons away from breaking the record. So wow. I cannot see that one ever being broken. Really? 26? I kind of do. Really? Yeah, Adam Vinatieri did 24. I think if you yeah, get the right maybe kicker. Maybe a kicker. Maybe a kicker, I may- guess. <laughs> well, you have to have somebody <laughs> who so never disgusting. gets hit, right? Exactly. I mean, you I, really do. I think... I do think there's a kernel of truth that this probably is, it wouldn't happen unless you were dealing with a player of greatness, yeah, like an Adam Vinatieri, possibly the greatest kicker of all time. Right. Um, George, a, a player like George Blanda hanging around doing different jobs, like, oh, he's a janitor, oh, he's this, oh, he's that, <laughs> like he's doing, I don't think that's happening anymore. Right. It, like the league is just too competitive. Yeah. But I think if you were talking about a kicker, Maybe, you know, mm-hmm. like maybe, but I oh, mean, man. to get that many years under your belt, like I think 24 with Adam Vinatieri yeah. was pushing it. Yeah. And he also thought he was going to come back. Could like, he have played three more? Let me ask you that. He was 47 when he retired. Vinatieri? Yeah. yeah. See, would he be, I mean, could he play when he's 50? I mean, seriously? Do I... you want to be that guy? <laughs> You want to be that guy? <laughs> I don't know. I don't think this one is broken. I really don't. Yeah, I'm I'm leaning that way, but I for some reason, I have a gut feeling with Tom Brady playing quarterback yeah. and going into 22 years that we can preserve a kicker like Robbie Gold. Yeah, and maybe put maybe. him in some like tank. Yeah, in the off season and pull him out. <laughs> right. 
<laughs> yep, I suppose. Uh, that's a really interesting one. I'm going to be thinking about that one for a while. Okay, here's here's this next one I really like. Vince Lombardi. He has a 900 postseason winning percentage. Mm. So he won nine of the ten postseason games he coached during the NFL. Now you think about that, that's kind of funny because you think, okay, Vince Lombardi, the Packers, the 60s, they were in the playoffs all the time. Well, they didn't play four playoff games like they do now. Yeah. They just played a couple, but he wow. won nine out of ten. Um, he lost his first postseason game, seventeen to thirteen to the Eagles, and then he won every in nineteen sixty, and then he won uh, all the other uh, postseason winning percentage. So, I think that's pretty good. I well, again, you'd have to look at is well, how many games do you have to play to qualify for this? Yeah, right? let's say it's ten. Let's say, can you win ten of ten games? Yeah, mm, probably. That not. seems really tough. That uh, today, yeah, today that seems really. Tough. And it also feels. It also feels like the league is so unpredictable now. There are so many changes. There are so many rotations. There is so much movement. Vince Lombardi, they were on Lombardi time, right? Yeah, it is right. his team. Right. It was his league. There was so much tilted towards him, not just competitively, but like, I mean, how big was the league then? Not that big. Mm-hmm. Yeah, There's 16 just teams or something. Yeah. So much less could go wrong. With so much more control, right. I just don't think coaches are in the same seat that Lombardi was. No. I mean, you could argue Belichick, but he also lost a I mean, Yeah, well, and he's been around for a long... Like, longevity right. is the enemy. Right. You almost need somebody that's only going to coach three years right. and wins three Super Bowls in a row. And that's it. <laughs> that's yeah. it. And you're like, <laughs> I'm out. Deuces. <laughs> Going to Amazon. Yeah, right. Uh, <laughs> I, I mean, my first thought is like five seasons and having a 100% mm. winning record... Yeah. Or excuse me, five games. Five games. But or well, what still. would two Super Bowls in a row be? That well, would be. You, you either have to play three, six games. It, yeah, I mean, let's say assume let's assume you're the number one seed, so you get the first round by. So you play th- uh, six games would be two Super Bowls. Yes. So you'd have to, you know, that's six games. But let's say you have to play at least ten postseason games. Could you go ten and zero? I mean, you'd have to really run the table three, you know. Four, three, almost four years almost in a row. Almost four years in a row, which or four years. Four period. years exactly yeah. in order to beat it. That sounds really tough for four a coach. Super Bowls in a row can't happen. No, not if, not it, this time. I mean, Buffalo Bills did it, but they lost every they single lost, time. Right. And so, yeah, I don't think that's ever going to be broken. All right, let's move on. Number seventeen. This one's crazy. Jim Brown. <laughs> Jim Brown has a five point two two yards per rush in his career. Oh, over my gosh. five yards per rush in his career. Now, you think about it. Oh, how far is five yards? Believe me, that's a long way that's to run. That's a really long way. And to average that in your career, I, again, that I, is a game-breaking stat. When yeah. you're able to say, okay, every ten yards we give him another down, and we'll give him four downs to make it. Well, he can do it in two. Right. Yeah. It's it's amazing. Oh. I mean, it's it's one of those things. Now, again, they only he only played he only played nine seasons, which a lot of people don't know. Jim Brown only played yeah. nine seasons, but and he also only played in twelve game. They only played twelve games back then mm-hmm. in their season. So you kind of have to look at it that way, I guess. That if he had played more games, maybe the average comes down. But still, he's playing a lot of games, and to average five point two two yards per game or per rush, I should say, is is crazy. I do not see that ever being broken for somebody who runs the ball all the time. I mean, if you have a guy who runs it, I don't know, 20 times and he has a couple breakaway, sure, his, his average <laughs> is going to be higher. But I'm trying to find it per year because I'm looking at it. There's one year in 1963, he averages 6.4 yards per carry. Wow. And That's I mean, amazing. the lowest he ever does is 4.3. Yeah. 
he never he never no. allows the fall. Like no. he never has the drop off that most players do in their career. Um, so I think you're right. I think the fact that we never see him fade into the sunset and have a natural end to his career. Mm-hmm. Fortunately, the guy found a lane in acting and yeah. did pretty well. Right. But yeah, this seems like something that can't be broken in the standard NFL now right. and with the expectations of running backs and just the way running backs are used. Like yeah. it really doesn't feel like it's a real thing anymore. And it, just to add one more thing, we're not in a running back centered league anymore. Right. Where we're not right. throwing it. Jim Brown is not getting no. the opportunity in the game to pad stats anymore. Nope, not at all. Yeah, I think that's unbreakable. Okay, moving on. Number 16, Emmett Smith. He amassed 4,409 carries and 18,355 yards in his career. Now, that's mm. a long, that is very a, productive career. Yes. I would say that I again with today's league and how things are structured and how running backs are really sort of um, I don't want to say a dime a dozen but they're they're kind of interchangeable in a way. Yeah, I can't see a player putting up those numbers over fifteen seasons. I mean, mm-hmm. I just can't. Um, just for no other reason because of the injury. I mean, running backs now, if you get four or five years out of a running back, that's pretty good. These guys that is get really beat good. Up. Yeah, it has to be an all time kind of a player. Yeah. Um, the only thing I have to say about this is the ultimate argument of what happens if Barry Sanders doesn't retire? Yeah, right. Is this Barry Sanders <laughs> right? Because the only yeah. person that seems to not believe Barry would have beaten Emmett is Emmett. Like every time I read into what does really? the world look like when Sanders doesn't retire and stays with the Lions or goes to another team, most people think it's it's Sanders' record. Yeah, I believe that. And... I mean, the the one thing, I just want to read out these numbers first. Okay. Emmett Smith, 4,409 carries equals 18,355 yards. Ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Barry Sanders, 3,062 carries, so over 1,000 less. Yep. However, he's got 15,269 <sighs> rushing so he was, yards. He would have... He's more efficient? Way more efficient, yeah. So... That is the ultimate question is, can we say that this is unbreakable when there's a guy that existed in Emmett's era that easily probably could have broken this record? I shouldn't say easily. It is a record for a good reason, but it's going to take a special player. It's going to have to take a Barry Sanders level of player to do this and an incredible amount of luck. And that being said, it's so hard for me to see that happen. Yeah. Well, the one thing... That, well, not one thing, but one of the things that Emmett Smith had going from, for him is his offensive line was amazing. Yes, for, for, for decades. years. Yeah. yeah. So, and, I, and I'm not taking anything away from him, but, you know, he had guys up front blocking for him. Mm-hmm. So you could argue, and Sanders had nobody. And yeah. look what he was able to do in just the shorter amount of time he played. So I would say if Sanders play, kept playing, I think he beats Emmett's record. Today, if you were to say what running back out there could could threaten this, I just don't see it. I, I yeah. really don't. I mean, Sanders had two years where he ran for over 2,000 yards. <sighs> That's amazing. <laughs> yeah, Barry Sanders, I, I just uh, I wish he was on a better team because he was so uh, fun to heartbreaking. watch. Heartbreaking. Yeah, yeah, every single year he plays, he's over <laughs> 1,000, and he's always above except for 
one year, he finishes above 1,500 yards. Wow. And then twice, 2,166 2, yards, 2,358 the second year before he retires. Wow. Like, it's still there. That Amazing. is un- unbelievable. Wow. Or ex- yard, that was scrimmage. Excuse scrimmage me. So yards, it's, it's right. 2,053 okay. still. That's still amazing. Yeah. So he only has that one season, but oh my God, it's there. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I, and, so, and I guess the only other thing I want to say too, sorry to drag this one on right. because this is a really interesting one is we're clearly in a slump for lineman talent right now. I think this record can be broken if we see the return of the lineman in college because college is having trouble keeping right. linemen and developing them so the NFL is having the same problem. Right. We're going to need to see a golden age of linemen to even touch this, yep. and we're not there. We're right. not there right now. Totally agree. Totally All agree. Right. All What's right. next? Number 15, the San Francisco 49ers won 18 consecutive road games. 18 wow. consecutive road games from 88 to 90. So again, every te- back then they played 16 games. So every team played eight road games and eight home games. So they won all their road games over two years, two years and a couple games. So I can't, <laughs> I mean, honestly, um, I don't know if I could ever see that happening. The, the closest team to, to even come close to this, to win 18 consecutive games, not, not just road games, but games, period, were the New England Patriots when they went um, 16 and 0. Oh, yeah. So I I don't know. I just to win on the road in the NFL is one of the hardest things to do because you got the fans, you got the atmosphere, you got so many other you got travel, you got all these things that these players have to um, deal with and mm-hmm. to to win 18 consecutive road games honestly unless you're such a dominating team that that nobody can touch you yeah. I I can't see I feel so yeah. silly for asking this question, but what if they just win their road games <laughs> and they don't win their home? I guess you could do that. Yeah. Yeah. That's like the one thing I thought it is like, is, is it in the cards that maybe we have a team, a team that does that, that finishes like seven and 10, right? But they win like all the roads. Games. I suppose it could happen. Yeah. I mean, but it feels so unlikely because of what you just said. Yeah. That's why I feel so silly. Yeah. But 17 games per season now. Right. So theoretically, if you went undefeated, you're halfway there almost. Yep. yep. So you would have to. You'd have to do it. You'd have to basically go two undefeated seasons to kind of keep the pace. Keep the pace. To make sense to win all your road games. Right. Or you'd have to lose. Like, let's give you. A really nice team let's say you're a super bowl contender two years in a row you'd have to lose multiple games at home which is a big red flag <laughs> and then right. win all your games on the road yep. so i don't know i think that one's probably unbreakable unbreakable yeah probably all right moving on number 14 brett Favre, 297 consecutive consecutive games played at quarterback there's no way this is touched i mean this is I'm almost 300 games. I mean, think yeah. about it. That's it doesn't make sense in the modern game either. It doesn't. I mean, that's to first of all to, for a quarterback to do this. I mean, quarterbacks get hurt all the time, and even yeah. like the and he got hurt, and he did get hurt, and he kept playing. But but I just can't see any player. Maybe you know, again, maybe a 
well, this this rule or this record has to do with the quarterback. So I yes, get that. that's the but key to that. To play almost three hundred game, consecutive games as a quarterback, there's no way that's touched. No, there's I no I completely agree, and I think Brett Favre's career kind of agrees because the punishment that happened after this, and, and just I mean, every night I see him for copper fit, right? Like there's this. <laughs> I think the management of a quarterback now, the standard has changed. Brett naturally wanted this to be his record, and right. so the Packers let it happen. But if you get a Mahomes, right, and he's banged up just a little bit, and you're like, "Well, this is going to be our guy for 15 years," right? No way in hell you're yeah. sitting. Yeah. Like you are the most important asset on our team. We are paying you the most amount of money, right. and the reason we're able to manage as a franchise at all, you're one of our cornerstones, right? Yeah. It's owner, it's GM, it's coach, it's quarterback. You can't do this anymore. It just doesn't make any sense if you're running a business. And it really only could have been Brett Favre, I mean, to do this as modern as it is. Mm -hmm. Because he was an Ironman, because he wanted to play, and because he was in a small market where he could push his way. Yep, absolutely. Wow. But yeah, unbreakable, but really amazing record. All right. Next one, Flipper Anderson. I don't know if you remember him. (laughs) Oh, yeah, I do. He was a Rams receiver. He had 336 receiving yards in one game. Now, that's, I mean, think about that. 336. Um, He caught 15 passes for 336 yards in a November 1989 game. That's going to be tough to beat. Um, Yeah. I could could probably see it being beat. um, There's been some close calls. Yeah. You would have to have a receiver who has, you know, multiple 80 yard catches that kind of thing and yeah it'd have to be a blow the doors off kind of situation i i have a tough time believing it will happen again and that's coming from somebody that yeah it's an offensive league like that's Mm -hmm. immediately what i think of but i i think 200 yards in a game is like something to talk about for years yeah and to get 336 yards that's ridiculous and i think defense is just if if you get to that point, you double that wide receiver yeah. and you do it other ways. Right. Whereas, and correct me if I'm wrong, I don't think defenses were really doing that because no. passes just weren't held to the same well, standard as they are now. Right. And back this in was, the this back was when a, Flipper yeah. did this, this was in the late '80s, early '90s. The NFL really wanted more offense. They mm-hmm. wanted the show on turf, right? Yeah. So they they and they kind of still do this today, but they give. Any benefit of the doubt goes to the offense, right? So in this case, it was it was kind of a no-brainer that, like, you know, he's going to catch these passes. I'm sure a lot of these, there was, you know, some pushing going on and whatnot. Oh, but yeah. Anyway, I don't think that's ever broken. Yeah, I think that's... Maybe a long shot, but probably not. I think it's one of these, not to jump around, but, like, Kobe's 81 yeah. to Wilt's 100. Like, right. Kobe's is kind of the legit, like, by right. modern standards, that's the record. That's it's 81. Record. Yeah. Wilts was played at a time when basketball wasn't right. the basketball we know. Right. And it's more of a legend. No one ever saw it. The game was never recorded. Um, or people saw it, but the game was never recorded. Right. Kobe did it, and he did it in a fashion we've never seen. Yeah. Modern game. It's right? kind of that yeah. holy grail standard. And I think this is more of the Wilt moment because right. now it's a wide receivers game. Now it's different. Yeah. So, yeah. What do you got next? Number 12, Jim Hardy. Jim Hardy, Chicago Cardinals quarterback. Jim Hardy. (laughs) Completed eight passes to the Philadelphia Eagles. So he threw eight interceptions in one game. Now, 
I think that's easily beatable today. I think with yeah. the passing game we're seeing, with the lack of really good quarterbacks across the board, I could easily see eight interceptions uh, by one player. Not even close. <laughs> I think it happens. I, I just, I just do. I think. Yeah. I mean, we just saw a playoff game where the third string quarterback played for the Dolphins. I mean, yeah, that's fair. I was gonna know. say, I, I would not imagine. I, I could imagine a game where a middling quarterback. Like, sorry, Kirk Cousins here mm-hmm. throws like yeah. four interceptions and they yoink them. Yeah. yeah. And then the next guy comes in and throws a couple more. Right. But what happens when you do get down to a Skylar Thompson, you know, and right. that's it. Yep. And the game matters to the point where you're like, you know what, we can't, we can't pull him. Right. So I, I have a really hard time seeing eight, eight, though. Like that eight feels like to the point where. And I don't want to use this word to sound negative, but just incompetence in the passing game. Like he's playing in the 50s where they're still playing with the passing rules. At least now there's more structure to it. And say like in quotations because we still don't know what a catch is. Right. But um, (laughs) it does seem like a lot of interceptions. It does. Like a lot. It does, but I wouldn't be surprised. Okay. Okay. Well, watch it happen next year. Okay. <laughs> All right, moving on. One of your favorite players, Don Hudson. Mm. 29 points in one quarter. So he's arguably the greatest wide receiver in league history. But he the had... Don. Yeah, the Don. In 1945, he had the best 15 minutes of any football player. He's, he caught four touchdowns and kicked five extra points in a single <laughs> quarter. So he personally scored 29 points in one quarter. And now you understand why they call him the Alabama Antelope. <laughs> True story. Exactly, yeah. I cannot believe that scoreline. 29 that, points. I don't think that can be broken. You don't think so? No, because I think an outstanding quarter is like, what did, you know what, actually? I'm going to walk that back. How many, Gabe Davis scored four touchdowns last year in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. So we're talking around 24 so to 24. Four points. That's Twenty-four. Get, yeah, that's a hell of a half. You'd have to. You'd have to probably. I mean, as a regular player, running back or wide receiver, you'd have to score five touchdowns in a quarter to get to that thirty. I don't think that can happen. Five touchdowns in one quarter. That in a game. Games yes. are too good at. Yeah. Teams are too good at possessing the ball for you to do that in one half. <laughs> yeah, I think that's. I, I don't see that as being broken. Congratulations, the Don. I uh, <laughs> love your nickname, the Alabama Antelope. Will forever be one of my favorites. All right, moving on. Number ten, Peyton Manning. Mm. He had a hundred twenty-one point one passer rating in two thousand four. Now, I think that he was obviously one of the best quarterbacks ever. Maybe one um, of the greatest seasons ever played. Made it, yeah. I mean, he led the Colts, all that kind of stuff. Um, in two thousand four, he threw for four thousand five hundred fifty-seven yards and forty-nine touchdowns. Um, but you know what? With all the great quarterbacks coming up, I can see that being toppled. I really, really, I really can. I, I can. Yeah. It's it's going to be tough, but I, I don't think it's unbreakable. The coaching's moving in that direction. When Daniel, you know, Danny Dimes can yeah. do some right. pretty incredible things right. just with a good coaching staff. Yep. What do you do when a great coaching staff meets a great player? Exactly. So, yep. yeah, I agree. I think... The only thing is, what is the style that quarterback's going to be playing, and how does that affect the rating? Right. Because the thing I see is, the two quarterbacks that we're looking at, Tom Brady and Peyton Manning, they're plant, throw the ball, quick outs. Right. Um, 
and that style is kind of in flux right now. Is that going to be the continuing fashion? We don't know. Um, most likely not. So what does that do to the quarterback ratings? But I, I still agree. I think that there's better quarterback play to come, and I think Peyton Manning might have just played one of the greatest seasons of all time, and it's football only had more to grow. Mm-hmm. Like he, There's even more you can do now. Yeah. So the only, to, My only argument against this in that it won't be broken is because they play 17 games now. Yeah. So as a quarterback, you're going to have to have a basically have a great game every game, really. So yeah, hard no, to say. That's completely true. Yeah. And in a game where we sit our quarterbacks to more than ever, it's right. it's very true. Yeah, that's fair. That's okay. a coin flip then. All right, let's go. <laughs> Number nine, Jerry Rice. He had 1,549 catches, 22,895 yards, and 197 touchdowns. Now, if any receiver could catch 100 passes for 1,500 yards and 13 touchdowns for 15 consecutive seasons, he still wouldn't even break his records. <laughs> so, again, Jerry Rice. Now, Jerry Rice, great player, probably one of the best receivers of all time, if not the best. Yeah. But he's, he's in my had, top three for he, best football players. He also ever. had Joe Montana and Steve Young throwing to him, which didn't hurt. And a Great coaching staff. Yes. And he seemed to choose great places Mike to Holmgren, go. Yeah. Yep. He, he just, so. great health routine, stayed healthy. This is untouchable. I, I think so too. I think this is untouchable even by today's standards. I don't think you play the length of Jerry Rice's career. I don't think you get the trust Jerry Rice did. I don't think players train the way Jerry Rice did and had the toughness and mindset. You would need a wide receiver with a quarterback's mind to play that way. And then, again, 100 passes for 1,500 yards and 13 touchdowns for 15 years, and you still wouldn't break it? <laughs> still wouldn't break it. That's like crazy. That, That's amazing. You would need... Yeah, I mean, we already talked about Cooper Cup being fed, yeah. like those stats. Right. And he didn't get close. So this is something I think that's going to be hollow ground. Okay. I don't think this gets touched. Moving on, here's a good one. <laughs> Good old Brett Favre. We were just talking about this today, actually. 336 interceptions. Now, I will say that if you're going to play that many years, you're going to have a lot of interceptions. You just are, all right? A lot of people say, well, he kind of slinged the ball around too much. Maybe he shouldn't have had that many interceptions. Is any other quarterback going to throw 336? I don't think that could happen just because of you're not going to see a quarterback play as long as Favre. <laughs> Probably not. And you like you were saying, if a quarterback's throwing, you know, a couple, three, four interceptions, they're probably gonna pull him. I mean, unless yeah. unless he's like a Rogers or somebody like that where they're never they would never pull him. Yeah. So I just can't see a quarterback throwing three hundred and thirty six interceptions. Again, it goes back to Brett's not coming out of that game. Green Bay's curtailed to him. He's gotta yeah. stay in that game. He's gonna throw that ball. Um and it's a different kind of quarterbacking. That kind of quarterbacking isn't around anymore. Right. And it's too old-fashioned. And if you're throwing that many interceptions, guess what? We're running the ball. Right. We're running the ball now. Or uh, game yep. plans change. Clipboard. Yep. Switch yep. it out. Yep. Um, yeah, I don't think that ever comes close. And I remember what I do remember from when Brett was playing is even in the moment we knew it was bad. And I think that's really a heavy statement to make because usually like me and you sit across from each other and we say 
oh my gosh, this player did this, that, and the other in the 50s. Can you believe that? That's unreal. It's so rare that we get a record in the moment that everyone's disgusted by, and that happened with Brett Favre. See, I take a different approach. I'm a Viking fan. Yes, We hate the Packers more than life itself. (laughs) Okay, all right. But I will tell you, this never entered my mind. Really? Never. I remember it being on broadcast with the Packers all the time. I was like... But I was little, you know. I I probably misremembered that. I mean, I I just considered him like... Well, I didn't consider him like any other quarterback because he always beat the... He was so good. Yeah. And the fact that he threw some interceptions, big deal. All quarterbacks threw interceptions. It never never was an issue with me being like, oh, good, we're playing That's so interesting, actually. it was all about... He just got the win, and of course you guys saw that. But he got for the us, win. Yeah. we always compared him to other quarterbacks. Oh, like, man. Peyton threw how many in his first year? Well, Brett can do that. Yeah. You know, like yeah. that kind of mentality. I, but, yeah, I remember like early Twilight memories of I was collecting football cards, and Brett Favre was my guy, obviously growing up, that they would talk about that on the broadcast. And I was like, wait, how many did yeah. he throw? And even as a kid, I remember thinking, that seems pretty bad, like for a quarterback. Yeah. And then it, it progressively got worse because he never changed his game right. as he aged. Right. And so uh, it eventually became your problem as a, <laughs> as a Vikings fan, right? Or Jets' yeah. problem. Yeah. And uh, right. it, it is, I would love to dive deeper into how that number became what it is because, yeah, yeah it it's something. It, it really is something. And it, it really goes into Brett Favre's career. Right. All right, moving on. Number yeah. seven, George Blanda. Oh, he's back. <laughs> George Blanda's back. He threw 42 interceptions in 1962. Ooh. Now, if you threw, let's see, you play 17 games now. So if you threw between you know two and three interceptions per game, you would ha- that would give you a chance to, to beat that record. And again, he did this when they only played 14 games. So it was yeah. even worse. You would have to throw 2.4 interceptions per yeah. game. So three a game to beat that. Today. I could, I mean, certainly a quarterback can throw two or three a game yeah. in, in a game. But to throw that average throughout the year, not going to, I mean, I just can't see that being broken. No, no I way. don't either. This is, this is the classic 1960s record. Mm-hmm. Football hasn't fully matured into what we have it is today. And then you have a player with absolute permission to sling it and no <laughs> no care in the world. Right. So yeah, this is this is unbreakable. The funny thing about that season though, that he played for the Oilers and they won eleven out of their fourteen games. They won eleven wow. and three despite throwing forty two interceptions. Yeah. So yeah. All that right. is amazing. Here's another one I do not think will be broken. Don mm-hmm. Shula has three hundred and forty seven coaching wins. Don Shula legendary Hall of Fame coach of the Dolphins um, and the Baltimore Colts. Um, when He led his teams to five Super Bowl appearances, winning two, won 14 division titles. Um, he only had two losing seasons in his 32-year career, which is incredible. Um, but he won 347 games. Now, I know Belichick is right on his heels. Yeah, he's at 298. 298. So he'd have to play, you know, He's got 50 games to, to win probably That's, three yeah. seasons if he's lucky. And he's got to rebuild that team. And he's got to rebuild the team. So I don't think this is – I mean, to see a Belichick come again, maybe, but it's it's a long shot. Coaches are so interchangeable now. Can I give you one thought, though? Sure. So let me read the list. And when I get to the fifth name, I think you're going to be interested. Don Shula, 328. George Hallis, 318. Belichick, 298. 
Tom Landry, 250. Mm-hmm. Andy Reid, 247. Right. Okay. So he's 100 behind. <laughs> Which, You're you right. know, honestly, does well. He, does he stay around for another well, 10 years? Well, I was going to say, if, if Mahomes is there and they keep winning, or, I mean, could they put together a dynasty like the uh, Patriots did in the, in the 2000s, right? He's going to beat Tom Landry. Yeah, for sure. Does he catch up with Belichick currently? Does he get to 290? Well, think about it. If he if he needs 100, and if he needs 100 to pass Shula, and he wins on average 15, 15 games a year, yeah. okay, uh, that's seven years. Well, yeah, I 17 over five it. years regular season, that's that's 85 games. Yeah. So let's say he let's say he has two more Super Bowls with Mahomes over the next 10 years. Sure. There's a spitting chance? There's a, there's a chance. I could see... But I don't think he gets to Don Shula. I think he might get close to Belichick. Okay, fair enough. So you don't God, think... that's a tough one to yeah. muster. Do you, cause... do you think anyone would, would win or would beat that record? Break that mm. record? Yeah, he'd be 74 in 10 years. He's 64 right now. Reed Andy Reid. Okay. And does he coach that late? Because Belichick... I know Belichick's up there. Yeah. Belichick's 70. Okay. It doesn't feel like... Anybody's gonna make it past the seventy mark? No, I don't think so. I don't. That's know. that's yeah, that's a tough one. But yeah, I don't, I don't know if Don Shula gets pushed. That is a tough one that's, to be. That's a tough one. But I think you're right. I think either Belichick or Reed are, are if anyone's gonna do it, it's them. I would say Reed probably has a better chance than Belichick in my it's opinion. Shockingly, yeah, right now because he's younger. I mean, he's, he's got younger. He's years. ten years younger. Yeah. Or, or eight. What is it? Oh, oh my God! I already forgot six the number. Six years younger. Six yeah. years younger. And he's got a generational quarterback. Right. And he's got full trust of the team. The GM, yep. Of the fan group. He's creative in the plays. He's up to times, modernized, mm-hmm. whereas Belichick is using a defensive coordinator to call offensive plays. Yeah. Right? And that's a whole other discussion. So Andy Reid has all the pieces, but we've never thought of him in mm-hmm. that air. Well, it may be, in a few years, it might be starting to thinking about that. So. All right, Greeny, you can call me when you need a, <laughs> when you need a segment. All right, what do you got next? All right, number five, Gail Sayers, one of the greatest uh, running backs oh, of all time. wow. 30.6 yards per kick return in his career. 30 yards. Now, if, if you, I mean, most kickoffs now, they go into the end zone and it's a touchback. But once in a while, you'll see a guy bring the ball out, and they always say, if you can get to the, if you can get to the 25, because that's where the ball normally would, have, would, would be spotted if it's a touchback, right? Mm-hmm. So... To average, to average thirty yards per kick return is is amazing. So he yeah. returned ninety one kicks, and he took six of them back for a touchdown. But to average thirty yards per kickoff return, I I honestly can't see that because you'd have to have somebody who is consistently running yeah it, 40, 50 yards. I mean <laughs> yeah, and it, it makes me at least the first thing that geared into my mind or came into my mind is what kind of an athlete would it take to break that? And the only name I have is Devin Hester. Right, from the Bears. It, that's it. Yeah, yeah. That's all I have. Yeah. And I don't. I can't even find his yards per return. I think it's around 13. Right. Like, it's nowhere close. Nowhere close. And he's, at least in my mind, the greatest returner I've ever seen. Hester, yeah. Um, Percy Harvin's another one, but mm-hmm. Percy Harvin only did it for like two years. And again, like, Maybe right. twelve yards return. Yep, that that seems unbreakable. Yep, that truly seems unbreakable. I agree. All right, coming we're down at, the stretch here. Yeah, we're in four. Number four, OJ, 
143 rushing yards per game in 73. Now, in 73, they only played 14 games. So you have to keep that into account here. Yeah. But to average 143 yards a game, if a running back gets 100 yards rushing in a game, that's, it's, it's yeah. big news. That's right? big money for them in a contract. It's big money, yeah. So in the year in the year that in 1973, when he rushed for over 2,000 yards in 14 games, um, he averaged 143 yards. I don't see that being broken based on how running backs are structured today, how these guys are really – you don't have the pure rusher runners. I mean, if – I don't know if this would ever happen, but if OJ was in the league today, he might even be like a receiver or a tight end or something because you don't play the game with a guy like that anymore where you're just having him run the ball. Yeah, and I was curious to see just like what, again, like off the Hester idea, what kind of an athlete would it take to do this? The only name that I have that had more average yards just over like a season and it wasn't consistent, so that's why OJ gets this, is Barry Sanders has the most <laughs> rushing games at 150. Like, he has consistent 150 rushing yards uh, in a game. He has the most of them. Right. So you need, again, a generational <laughs> player right. to do that. I just don't think that happens. Not for I, a running back. No, not it's, back. it's not going to happen again. And then with the timing, with injuries – with the way we sit players, with the way that running backs are kept kind of hidden a lot of times mm-hmm. um, to keep them ready for the playoffs, yeah, that just doesn't seem like it's ever going to happen again. I mean, the only other player I can think that could do that, I guess there's two. Herschel Walker, Bo Jackson. Bo Jackson, yeah. It'd have to be Both a of those freak have it, yeah. of an athlete that wants to play every game. Right. Yeah. Unreal. Yeah, that's a really tough one to beat. All right, number three down the home stretch, Sid Luckman, uh, <laughs> 1943, had the greatest by a quarterback in league history. He threw 10.9 yards per pass attempt. Whoa. So that's pretty big. I mean, he yeah. tossed 28 touchdowns against every time he threw it. Yeah. First down. So to average t- again to average 10 yards per pass attempt is pretty darn good because a lot of times, I mean, you might dump it off to a running back. You might just you know. But to average 10, 10 yards a pass, pretty crazy. I, I, yeah. I don't know if that'll be broken. I probably will, but it, it would be tough. I don't think it will. Not with the way the game's played now, where you have to have different depths in passing. Right. You have to be able to make the, the short out. You need to be able to throw into the screen. You need to be able to yeah. throw medium pass, long right. pass. To throw a first down every time you throw the ball, it doesn't make sense for clock management. Right. So, I, yeah, I don't think that's going to be broken. I think that's one of those stats that's stupidly funny. I love it. <laughs> like, I love that stat. Yeah. Congrats, Mr. Luckman. Yeah. But it doesn't make sense in today's NFL. So, uh-huh. yeah, it doesn't it doesn't get broken. Getting back to your favorite player, oh, Don Hudson. The Alabama right. Antelope. <laughs> now, this one may be out of date because okay. it says he has eight touchdown titles. Mm. And it says um, he led the league in touchdowns eight times. Okay. That may or may not, st- I think it's still true, but I should double check. But anyway, yeah. let's assume it is. Yeah. Leading the league in touchdowns eight times for a few times would be an- amazing, right? I mean, maybe one year Adrian Peterson did, maybe one year her, uh, Marshall Falk did. But to do it eight times, that's going to be a tough. Anytime you have a record set by a player back in 
you know, 40s, 50s, and 60s, it's probably not going to be broken because yeah. it was such a different game back then. These players were so – the game was just so different, and these guys were so good. And, and there were so good, few but, of them. Right. There right. just isn't – you don't get that many opportunities when the roster's not that big. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I'm trying to find out who scored the most touchdowns just over the past five years and to see if any names repeat. Mm-hmm. But I know for sure Eckler's in there, Connor's in there, and they played in multiple you know, back-to-back seasons. It right. just really doesn't happen that much no. where you see the same guy dominate touchdown after touchdown right. after touchdown. You'll have, a guy will have a, a career year maybe once, you know, yeah. maybe twice, but then that's it. Then he drops off, right? Like a Derrick Henry, for example. Right? Yeah. He's going to have a ridiculous year, and then he'll have an average year the next year. But to do it eight times is, is just crazy. Yeah, I think the only just kind of a sidestep, and maybe it's coming up later, is the touchdowns in a season might be up for debate mm, right. if somebody can get up to 30. Right. Um, but I'm, I'm wondering if that might be the next one. But no, uh, I think of Ladanium Tomlinson. Yep. Was it 31 mm-hmm. in a season? Yeah. Um, that could be up for debate. That could be up. And then, I mean, every single year we blow away the numbers of how many were thrown. Right. So I think... Although this title itself is not going to be broken, I think that we're going to be talking about touchdown records very differently very soon. All right. And the number one NFL football record that will probably never be broken, Otto Graham. Love love Otto Graham. (laughs) He had 10 consecutive championship game appearances. So the key word there being consecutive, 10 straight Mm. season. Now, Brady did it, I believe, eight. He went to the AFC Championship game eight years in a row, won some and lost some. But Otto Graham with the Cleveland Browns, <laughs> he went to the NFL cha- – well, back then it was the NFL Championship game all ten times, and he won seven of them. Wow. Now, I bet that could be – I bet that could be broken. You do? I do. I think that you're going to get a team like a Kansas City Chiefs, some team that's Or even just look at New England. I mean, Brady did it with Belichick eight years in a row. Yeah. I think, I don't think it's going to look the same way as Otto when he's just with Cleveland. However, this happens in the NBA a couple times where players jump teams. Yeah. And it'd be a guy that's ring chasing. I could see that happen quite Uh a bit where somebody goes, all right, I'm going to play for the Chiefs for like three years. And then they're not getting over the hump and they don't want to sign me. Well, let me go to the Bills or let me go over here. So I could see somebody getting lucky, True. but ten times is yeah. a lot. I mean, that's that's more ten years consecutive than, times. I mean, consecutive <laughs> years. That's more right. years in a row that guys usually play. Right. Like the average is three and a half, I think. Something like that. Yeah. Like that seems almost unbreakable. But I, I mean, the NBA gets close with some of the time. Wait, does that guy sniff out the best teams yeah, to jump but to? To me, that's kind of but cheating. But. Yeah, yeah. It has to be with the same team. Same and I don't team. think that's going to happen. Okay. I don't think a team goes to the championship 10 years in a row because we were just talking about like winning in the postseason. So right. tough. So tough. So, yeah, I don't think that's broken. All right. But, Otto, you have my you have my absolute respect um, awesome. as the quarterback and defensive back in the same team. Yeah. Awesome. Well, this was a great list. Yeah, I got. I got to ask, what record do you think is your favorite out of all of these? I know that's a tough one. Um, good question. You know, I really, really like the um, uh, the twenty seven or twenty nine points in one quarter by Don yeah, Hudson. I mean, that's really good. I, I 
everything has to fall into place perfectly yes, to do exactly. that in one quarter. Um, and I think the other one, you know, I, I, I think Favre's hundred two hundred ninety seven consecutive games played. That's, I mean, that's like the Cal Ripken of football, <laughs> right? I mean, it is. It yeah, really is. So that's pretty impressive. So. I think anything to do with George Blanda was my favorite. <laughs> yeah, and, right. And just because I'm, I'm maybe a, a child of the times, but his NFL Pro Football Reference page is so outstanding. First, his numbers that he wore, 22-64, So numbers changed while he was in the league of how they can number the quarterback, right? right? Like, it's just a reflection of all the time that he spent there. And, of course, he's going to have some records. But it, it I, I mean, 26 NFL seasons. Adam Vinatieri couldn't do it, and that's a kicker that was good kick. all the way to the end. Yeah. That's yeah. incredible. I, I just can't get over that. And that one's going to stay with me for a while. And I really feel terrible for the Bucks. I still feel bad. <laughs> so that was a really good one, too. 26 um, consecutive losses. Yeah. Well, awesome. Any parting thoughts before we get going here? No, I think that's it. Awesome. Well, thanks again for putting this list together. Sure. And thank you guys for listening. If you want to get in contact with the show or listen to past podcasts, visit our website at thatsadumrule.com. Otherwise, tune in next time for another Dumb Rule.